G'day, it's Lisa Testart here in another episode of Surviving the Legal System with a psychopath in Australia. So, you want to email the judge. I know, we all do. It's one of those things that we just wish that we could do, don't we? We just want to let them know exactly what's happening. We want them to understand everything we've been through. I know, I've been there right with you. I've done that kind of stuff and I've seen other people do it too. So let's not go there. Let's just stop. Just don't. Let's take a moment. Let's breathe. Let's step away from the keyboard for a moment because we've all been guilty of it, haven't we? We've all been guilty of tap, 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 tap away. And then at some stage, we've hit send. You you know you've done it. You've sent these kind of emails to people or text messages. You've done it before. Doesn't have to have been a judge. But this topic's about the judge. So why shouldn't you do it? Well, the primary reason is... And here's the legal one. Communication with a judge is just not allowed. Communication with a judge should be for matters pertaining to the case and its correct running. So, for instance, it's appropriate to email the judge and you should only contact the judge through their associate. And if you want to contact the judge's associate, their details are all on the Family Court website and the Federal Circuit Court website and whatever um, soon-to-be-amalgamated website will exist when the two sites become one. So go knock yourself out. Go find the associate's email address. You can find out who your judge is from the court portal if you register for a Comcourt account. So you can't contact the judge except under certain circumstances. So say you have negotiated consent orders with the other side, then if you're self-represented, you can do it. Or if you're, if you have a lawyer, um, the lawyers, the legal team will contact the judge and hand up orders, let them know that there are consent orders and here they are. Um, Sometimes judges will indicate that they want communication, they want documents forwarded to them, they want information from the lawyers, and that's an appropriate thing to do too. But I've got to tell you, it's highly improper for lawyers to um, communicate with the judge. And I've I've seen lawyers do this and they and never learn from the experience because they have the same self-righteous attitude as any good self-represented litigant does. Just because you're a lawyer, I think you'll have learned this by now. I hold the view that just because you're a lawyer doesn't mean you're not a fucking idiot. So don't be the fucking idiot who emails the judge just because they think they can they actually they know they can because it's just an email and they don't understand what they're doing when you email the judge you look like a dick 
if it's not for a for a legitimate reason that you would that you share with the other side, such as seeking an adjournment, or um, there might be any number of legitimate reasons where you need to communicate with the judge to alert them to things in the case. Um, if you don't, if you can't, or you think that you have to hide that from the other side, then you're not having an appropriate communication. If your communication with the judge is in, improper or inappropriate, you'll get a polite slap down and you'll be told it's not appropriate. The judge won't give you legal advice and they won't give you directions on your case. It's like when you go to the courts, to any court, you go and speak to the registrar or the staff on duty, they won't give you legal advice. They might give you direction on the paperwork, but they won't give you legal advice. And it's the same here. So, like I said, it's highly improper to communicate with the judge through their associate, except under certain circumstances. And when those circumstances are appropriate, you are obligated, whether you are self-represented or not, um, whether it's you doing it as a self-represented litigant or your lawyer, all other parties and if they're self-represented them directly or their legal representatives, you're obligated to include everyone in your communication with um, Chambers. So if you have an ICL in a children's matter, let's assume you're self-represented for this one. You need to rep, need to email the ICL, so the lawyer representing the children's interests. Then you have to email either your ex directly if they're self-represented or their lawyer. If they have a lawyer, you do not email your ex directly. So you have the ICL, you have the legal representative of the other side, and you have you, and you email everyone in a, a in a CC or a, or direct to while you are emailing the judge's associate, so that you cannot be accused of having hidden conversations with chambers, with the court, with the judicial officer, having the charge of your case. So you need to be very mindful of how you act. You may not be a lawyer. But you have to act with the same care, consideration, and, and dare I say it, professionalism, as if you were a lawyer. Because if you don't, if you come, if you come across as a douchebag or an idiot or someone who just continually crosses boundaries... And these are boundaries. Don't, ever, don't, don't be fooled by the fact that um, you're, you think that you might be in the right because you're emailing the judge and it's very, very important that you get your message across to the judge. Don't be, um, don't be misinformed. Just because you are self-represented does not give you a pass for acting like a fuckwit. If you, can, if you breach these basic rules, these basic principles, 
that are laid out, and they're clearly laid out on the websites for the Family Court and the Federal Circuit Court, if you break these boundaries time and time again, what do you think that's going to do? Do you think that that's going to create a perception in the mind of the judge that you are someone who can't be told, that you are someone who is exactly as your ex is describing you? Do you want to give the impression before your case has already gotten off the ground that you are the person being described in the paperwork? That goes for everyone. I don't care whether you're a victim, a perpetrator, or just a no-conflict case. If you cannot, if you cannot keep your fingers off the keyboard, if you cannot keep the vitriol and the desire to spread and infect everyone with your self-righteous principles, then keep your fucking mouth shut, your laptop closed, and step away from the fucking keyboard because you will do yourself a disservice. Now, I come down pretty hard on that topic because I see too many people do this and I see too many people impact their cases negatively because they decided that it was their right to communicate with the judge in a way that pissed them off. And I just want you to stop doing it. I want you to start thinking about being strategically protective of your position. This podcast series, it's about informing you about how things work. If you can't and won't take on board the things that you're being given here, then don't continue listening because it's just going to get worse and it's just going to get harder. And if you're the kind of person who thinks that they have a right to do what they're doing, then you need to really think hard about what it is you're doing and why because it will seriously impact your case and it will damage you and your credibility. So like I well, I'm going to recap this so that the only time you email a judge and a reminder that you only do it via their associate is if you have something that should be properly brought to the attention of the judge as well as other parties. Things like consent orders, requests for an administrative direction, matters arising out of the case or trial. It's never about your case your evidence, your abuse, their perjury, contempt, or whatever. Please step out of that self-righteous principle zone you may be sitting in and just don't do it. Be the kind of party that takes the high road in their case. And we'll talk about that as we go through this series but basically, the more you can be the party who takes the moral high ground 
the ethical high ground, the everything high ground, the better your case will be. And it might not seem like that at the moment, but I guarantee you, all of this is about preparation and thinking strategically instead of from a place of anger, fear, despair, hopelessness, frustration. You're, you've been listening to this so far. You will be getting the drift of where I'm trying to take you. We're going down a path where you need to know the reality of what it is you're getting into. And these are just some of the pitfalls that you don't, you don't get told. You don't know that it's inappropriate because most people, they just do it. Even lawyers will do it. You know, you and I, we've got to be better than the lawyers sometimes. So don't email the judge unless you've got a very, very good reason. Run it past the pub test if you like. So catch you later.